EA kills multiple games currently in development, E3 is looking pretty grim for 2023, and in light of Jedi Survivor, we have a little chat into why delays are overall good for gaming. All this and more on this episode of Checkpoint. And we are live. Welcome back to Checkpoint, brought to you by Strictly Casual, your number one show, bringing you the important news and breaking down big stories in the gaming industry. I'm one of your hosts, James Jim James Walmer, with my co-host today, the spiciest meatball in gaming, Vincent DeSantisantis. Hey, hey. All your listeners, thank you. You can find us on YouTube.com at YouTube.com slash Strictly Casual. Please hit us with a rating on audio platforms and subscribe. Helps us out a lot. What else is going on on the channel? Pretty much just our Last of Us streams that are happening every week after the episode drops, and uh, a lot more vertical content that is happening. Also, this is shameless, this is fine, but shorts are monetized now on YouTube, which is absolutely fantastic. So, even Bangers. more incentive, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, we so, love to see it. Yeah, it's great. That's it, though. That's all the new stuff happening. Cool. Without further ado, let's jump straight into the news. Let's do it. Vincent, take us away. Yeah, so this first one, I mean, we don't even have to spend that long on this. It's worth talking about, though, is that Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony, the big three, will not be a part of E3 2023. So, James, that leaves me wondering, who is going to be? We have some quotes here. Uh, this comes from IGN. This is an exclusive. But uh, E3's first physical event in four years is going to be this year, and it's supposed to be a big triumphant return, right? But uh, no. Right. But no. No. Because... It's not the E3 that you remember it being. All of these, no. all of these places have their own directs. We have, you know, the Xbox presentations, Sony showcases, and Nintendo directs. I have no idea what they call them, but they have their fancy names, their own ways of communicating these information. Uh, but we have this quote from Phil Spencer, which is really weird. It says Xbox is on the board of the ESA, and I think the ESA is what puts on E3. If, um, and then I think it's, I think a successful and healthy ESA is critical to what we're trying to do. So we place our showcase like we always have done at a time where hopefully it's convenient for press and even consumers that are going to E3 event. And that's what we're trying to do now. We will continue to work with ESA in terms of their plans. And as I said, we are on board and we want to make sure that we are doing everything we can to make E3 successful. But they're not going to be at E3. They're saying that even though they're on the board of the ESA, they're not actually going to be at the main event. They're just going to plan their own showcase around the same time to kind of capitalize off the buzz of it's summertime let's get some game release shit out there and i don't know get people hype about stuff which sounds a little counterintuitive because they're doing their own thing they're like hey this is great we're not gonna be there but i hope you guys have a good time yeah yeah it feels weird to me uh, it says Xbox decision to not have a formal presence on E3 show floor comes as a surprise given its support for the event in the past uh, out of the so-called big three it appeared the most likely to be E3. Remember when the Xbox right. was there and then Sony and Nintendo weren't there? This was two years ago or something. I don't remember that. They just, honestly, they but... just dominated. They dominated the E3 um, like cycle of news, which is great. I mean, they probably needed that. Uh, but that's just the E3 portion because then we had Nintendo and Sony showcasing their own stuff at their own hour long. I'm curious. I'm curious, Vincent, if like what does it mean like or what is the significance or relevance of dominating e3 for one of these platforms because i don't as think of right now because no one's going to be there there isn't anything it's just getting releases getting announcements out into yeah. the news cycle 
for that period of time, that week, that month. It, um, I'm going to say all in all, this news doesn't matter. I think it, it sucks for E3, right. but regardless, we're going to get the same announcements or same news that we would have gotten at E3 anyways. But the thing that I... Since a kid, I always have wanted to go to E3 to be able to go see these things and then play the games months and months early, like an early build of these, you know, and right. that doesn't seem to ever be happening again. You know, like that's not realistic to be a thing. It's it's these it's just these showcases that are virtual and that's it. Sometimes we get like a demo that releases to the PlayStation Store, or the Xbox Store when they announce things, which is always right. cool, but it's not the same as going to an event with these things. That's the only downside to me. You know, yeah, and I think I think the studios that will be there, you'll be able to go and stand in line and play some of these smaller studio yeah. games, maybe a Ubisoft title or something like EA that. EA will be there, Ubisoft but, will be there. You can freaking count on it. You can count yeah. on a Tom Clancy game being announced, you can count on some Assassin's yep. Creed footage guaranteed. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter like what game, those will be there for sure. Um, right, but as for anything else, I don't know. E3's never been like a good celebration of indie games. Let's face it. That's true. I think this always been big hitters and that's kind of it. It could be a great switch for them this year if they choose to go in that direction. Well, I think, hold on. Well, I think the indie games at E3 have been, excuse me, promoted by the major three. Yes. Like Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation would get their own, they'd have their space and within that space they would announce Indies coming to their platforms that are multi-platform or yeah. just have specific deals with those studios. Um, so I mean, like maybe in a weird way, I'm thinking if Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony aren't going to be there, maybe like Indies will have more of a presence. Maybe they'll be able to get more breathing room on their own. Yeah. Um, will that sell? Will that sell tickets? Will that sell? Because I don't know if E3 is going to be open up to consumers. I don't think. I don't think that's a big pull. I don't think that's a big draw. I think it's a niche draw for some people who want to play indies, but indies at the end of the day are indies. And while they're like critically acclaimed and popular in some pockets, they're not popular for masses. They aren't popular for like the vast majority of people who play games. Unless I maybe not. There's select few, right. That like hit that crazy craves that crazy craze that just, you know, people go for it, but here's, do I go? Do I see how much tickets are and I try to go this year? Like, I feel like I'm in LA. I feel like you have to just to see what's going on. If yeah. the big three aren't there, you have to know what is going on. I've wanted to go to E3 for so long and they're having this physical yeah. conference again. I would love to go if it's for consumer and press again. Or even just to apply as press, just to try. Worth a shot. God. I mean, we are press. We are press. Not big press, but we're press. Amen. Amen. We still have our Comic Con things in the in review right now. Also, we have some oh, codes shit. in review too that we might be getting. I will oh. let you know off stream which codes because it's pretty cool. I'm all excited right. for it. Uh, all right. Anyways, that's all I have to say about E3. To be honest, I just it's worth talking about. I guess the E3 is like a landmark in the year for what games, like the excitement around games and showcasing things and just everything. Well, it was. It was, but it was right. up until about two years ago until Summer Games Showcase. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Remember? Or sorry, Summer Games Fest. That was part of our first episode, James, of Checkpoint. I'll talk about this all the time. It was, it was E3. Cyberpunk delayed, E3 canceled. Checkpoint, or it was yep. at that time, the Strictly Casual Podcast, episode one. 
totally cringe. Please don't watch it. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad, pretty bad. We're we're just we're absolute stones in that thing. Let me tell you, just rock solid. It's not fun to listen to. Not fun to listen to. Okay, uh, we're gonna go into the clip here, James. I want you to start us off with the clip. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Distance from the mic a little bit so it doesn't boom right on the right at the beginning of the clip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this good? Wait, hold on. Do you want to do a test run? That's Say, fantastic. Why delays are a good thing. That's great. You sound great. Cool. Right there. Cool. All right. In three, two, one. Why delays are a good thing. This is coming hot off the press of Star Wars Jedi Survivor getting a delay. We have a press release little graphic here that we're going to read to you. This says from Respawn Entertainment. For the last three years, the Jedi team here at Respawn has poured its collective heart and soul into Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And we are proud to say that the next chapter in the tale of Cal Kestis is, con- is content complete. Important. Important. That is important. We are now focused entirely on the final stage. Bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. That's us. Just go for the date. Yeah. That's the most important part of this piece is right. It's just that. Okay, cool. Um, jumping to date. Star Wars Jedi Survivor will now launch globally on April 28th. Which is just a six-week delay. Six-week delay. And Vincent, you brought this article to me. Yeah. And you said, this is a big deal. And I said, hold on, Vincent. Isn't it kind of universally known that delays are a good thing? Like, we have learned yeah. time and time again that when a delay happens, that's good for the producer and it's good for the consumer. Yeah. However, you had... a jarring experience it sounds like yeah that would say otherwise i mean first it started just on twitter you know i'm seeing this news come out and people are upset i think it's okay to be upset during a delay it sucks when a studio promises a date you know and it's like oh man i wish they hit that date i was excited for that pre-ordered this blah 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 also i don't believe in pre-ordering games anymore that's a it's gone to the wayside Fuck that. that's a whole different conversation for a new clip that's that'll be a good one one day but uh, a lot of people are upset about this and it kind of got me thinking about the discussions that we've had before about why game delays are good and important in this industry, I think. So I was in this stream, right? And I was in a couple streams where like that was the title headline. It was Jedi Survivor delayed. Jumped into one of them and people in the comments, they're chatting it up and uh, people are just like not, it's like they're missing something. It's going right over their head that this delay is to give you a better experience, a way much better polished experience. And six weeks, nobody's going to remember those six weeks, James. Nobody's going to remember them. People are no. going to remember it on based on the quality of the game, 100%. So here's, here's what I want to bring to you too, is that Jedi Fallen Survivor, not Fallen Survivor, Fallen Order. I hate the way these games are named. Uh, Jedi Fallen Survivor, which is the first one. No, sorry. Fallen no, Order no. is the first one. Jedi Survivor oh. is the second one. When Fallen Order dropped, it released, like every single review had it mentioned that there were bugs and issues with the game when it when it launched, right? Yes. They squashed a that. lot of them with day one patches, but it wasn't enough to be like scoring. I think this game like story-wise is like on an eight or so, mm-hmm. but the game was like sevens because of this bugs at some point, you know what I mean? And so that was right. tough. i literally i read you like you were gonna say something i'll chop it out that's so funny 
You have this huge point here. Go into this. Go into this. You just oh, I you just stopped talking. I thought you were gonna keep going on to your next point. No, you go. okay. Yes, Vincent. All of these points, hundred percent. But what I think some people are thinking of when they think of delays is the sour taste of what is going on behind the scenes when it comes to a delay. Now we've seen in this in this statement it says that it is content complete and that's important yeah now they're, they're focused on bug fixes polish stability performance so we have an idea of what is complete and what is not we know what work they're doing i think people have been left a little burnt by some of these delays that kind of are without that sort of specificity of what they're actually working on and the big one that everyone's thinking of is is Cyberpunk 2077. Sure, yeah. Right? That game was delayed multiple times, and still, even when it came out, it was left super unfinished. And that's not, like, the only game There's that tons suffered of examples. from that. Absolutely. There's tons of examples. Cyberpunk just happens to be the biggest and the most recent, which, like, is also to mention, like, the kind of comeback tale of that game. Yeah. As well. Um, but... At the end of the day, like allowing developers to take their time is good for the studio and allowing them to take their time and not have to crunch like That's... CD Projekt Red did, like C- like Naughty Dog still does, or I don't want to say still does. And I think every studio, uh, to be honest. Yes, I th- I'm just naming ones yeah. that have been big in the press, but it's important to mention this is many, many studios. Totally. Um, and also it does mean a more finished product, even if... Like, let's even take Cyberpunk into example. Even, like, God forbid we saw that first build. You know what I mean? Like, if it launched as unplayable as it did when it did, yeah, I am so glad we didn't see that build two delays before then. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was unplayable on PS4 and Xbox yeah. One consoles. It was playable on other stuff. It just wasn't, it, it was tons of bugs and stuff, you know? So it didn't, it didn't shine like it wanted to shine. But I think the most important part here is that developers will not have to crunch for this game. Uh, or yeah. I'm not going to say will not have to crunch. I'm sure there will be an aspect of people working less. harder. Yes. I think that if they were to still hit the state, those six weeks is going to alleviate a lot of this heavy stress. I'm sure that's calculated, right? I'm sure that's calculated. Like here's our goals of what we need to hit. Uh, we need to have like 98% of this problem squashed like 90 percent of this problem because there's no way to hit 100 percent on all of them they'd work on the game forever you like there's there comes a time when you have to just launch the right. game but there's also comes a time where like ea as people that putting money into respawn and uh whoever's head of respawn and stuff like that they need to deliver games at certain dates you know and that becomes the problem with crunch so it's great that they're allowing them to have this six week thing also added bonus the book that takes place in between the first game and the second game comes out March 1st. And now instead of having 10 days to read it, you have two months to read it before, if you want to get caught up on the story of that. So that's another plus right there. Um, Guys, if you want to know everything about Jedi survivor, not Jedi fallen survivor, it's not called that. Uh, you can stay right here on Strictly Casual. If you want to listen to the entire audio podcast you can go on audio platforms and type in Strictly Casual Checkpoint. It's a little blue box right there. This is episode 146. Nope, episode 147. Uh, And so you can download that and give that a listen. Thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you on the next one. Peace out.
Beautiful. That was hilarious. That was the funniest pause hilarious. we've ever had in our entire life. <laughs> I was there really was ready to throw where, it off, Tia. There was a point where, because you just stopped. I committed your sentence. I committed, and to I stop. was waiting for you to like. I thought you were building suspense for a second, but no. then after about two seconds, I was like, "Oh, he's not building suspense. No, he is." But if I just come straight into it, it's gonna be. I would, it, re- it was that point of no return. I was like, I'm hogging the time on this clip and I need to throw it to James because James has really good points here. You know what I mean? Like I'm almost out of my points. Like let's let's throw it over to James. Let's get him let's get him going over here, you know? Obviously yeah. it wasn't signpost very well. That was our worst stop ever. It was awesome. We both committed to the stop. <laughs> it was awesome. Um <laughs> all right. Next story. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me about <laughs> two next stops in a row. That's crazy. Electronic Arts cancels a secret Apex Legends game in development. This comes from Blueberg, our boy Jason Schreier, friend of the show. We haven't met him. Um, <laughs> he's not a friend. He's not even an acquaintance of the show. We don't know the guy. I don't know him. Anyway, I saw him. Happened in. Oh, you did? Yeah, at the Game Awards, I went to the after party, and there was Jason who was just hanging out in a group of people. Much shorter than I thought. Random. <laughs> random note. I, I feel like it's... How short is he? Well, it's weird because you see all these people on camera and like on pictures and articles and stuff, and then all of a sudden you see every single game journalist you've ever read in your entire life standing in a circle, and you're like, wow, that guy is seven foot tall. I would have had no idea. <laughs> and then you have other people that are like... It was just surprising. It's not like he's did a short Tam? guy. Yes. Well, I took a picture with Tam. I bet Tam is huge. Yeah, Tam's like a foot taller than I am. And I'm like... Holy shit. No, not a foot taller. He's He is taller, though. Wow. Taller than I am. Anyway, yeah, back to the article. Yep. Anyways. Secret Apex Legends game canceled. This happened in the same quarterly earnings call as Jedi Survivor um, cancellation. Company said it was canceling <laughs> Apex Legends mobile delay, game. Delay. Jedi Survivor's delay. Thank you. You're right. I had okay. So in my notes, I had debate, but I was like, "Wait, that's not it." So I just said the next word that came to my mind, and it was not. Yeah. Okay. Company said it was canceling the Apex Legends mobile game, as well as a version of Battlefield and Shuttered Industrial Toys, which was the studio behind it. The mobile version Uh, of Battlefield, not the next Battlefield game. That is key. Good distinction. The cancel project, codenamed TFL or Timefall Legends, was a single-player game set in the universe shared by the Apex Legends and Timefall games. It was directed by veteran designer Mohamed Alvi until he left the company in early 2022. Although the game hadn't been advertised, EA had hinted at it several times. Yeah. Management informed the unnamed games team of about 50 people that EA will try to find positions for them within the company. Good on EA. Anyone who couldn't be placed will be given severance packages and laid off, according to the people familiar with the matter, who asked to speak anonymously because they were not authorized to speak to the press. An EA spokesperson declined to comment. It's, Wait, let me... Yeah, that's that's tough there, too. So... Yeah, this is... This statement about people not being authorized to speak to the press makes me curious. Do they sign an NDA? About the game? Heck yeah. No, you think that was about the game, or you think that's about their employment? Uh, They're probably just told not or to about talk the, about it. You know, I mean, there's there's all sorts of sus. No, it's not sus. I, I almost every company has some sort of thing that when you when you sign to work there, there is a 
there's not a non-disclosure, but a, um, there's an, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Expectation that you're not talking about their business practices publicly. There's like, there's something about that that is like, I'll have to find it. I'm sure it's in my contract <laughs> to work too, that I can't talk mm -hmm. about like financial mm -hmm. decisions that my company's making or something like that. Sure. Publicly. So you can't just like leave and like spout all this shit. Right. Yeah, that would be terrible. Mm. Ethically, I guess mm. that would be bad. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I feel like it'd be depend. Yeah, I feel like it'd depend on the company. Yeah, probably. Not like I'm working on secret I stuff. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to read this last bullet point and then we could get more in discussion. Fans have been clamoring for a new single player entry into the critically acclaimed Timefall series for several years. The most recent entry, Timefall 2, came out in 2016 to rave reviews. A planned third game morphed into Apex Legend, the Battle Royale multiplayer game set in the same universe that has become one of EA's most successful games, earning more than $2 billion. Respawn, one of EA's most prolific video game developers, continues to update Apex Legends and is also working on multiple Star Wars games in addition to Jedi Survivor. So, I mean, it does sound like this was Titanfall 3, essentially. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing so much buzz on the news today about like Titanfall 3 or Titanfall fans waking up today and just getting fucking hammered by bad news after bad news. What it's, it is what it seems like for it's interesting. Um, I feel like EA is taking audience. risks. I, I think we're seeing the rise of a new EA like Phoenix from the fire. You know what? Dead ass. I agree with you. I think EA is on the road to release some heaters right now. I think, yep. I think it all started with Riders Republic. People don't give it enough credit. It's a good game. Really good game. Uh, yep. Okay, but here's the thing yeah. about Riders Republic is they didn't push Riders. They gave like initial, but like no support. No post-launch support for Riders Republic. Hold on, was Riders Republic? To my knowledge. Was Riders Republic Ubisoft? Hold on. Wait, wait. It was Ubisoft. No, it wasn't. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, just kidding. Are you kidding me? Look at that game. Sorry. It, yeah, yeah, Ubisoft. Look at that fucking game. My bad, my bad, my bad. That's the best thing Ubisoft's done in years, not the beginning of what EA is doing. That's more of, that's what I should have said. Uh, I can look at a game from miles away and tell you if it's a Ubisoft game or not. Dude, best Ubisoft game in decades. Probably. Actually, decades. Uh, God, that, that was terrible. But here's what I would believe to happen with this Apex game. We saw the director leave last year, right? I'm sure the writing was on the wall right. at that point where if the director's leaving the game, the game must either not have been supported enough to become whatever it was envisioned to become, or it um, simply was not taking form. Like there's a, there's a lot of different things that could happen. I don't want to be say like EA is terrible for canceling this. Like maybe it sucked. Maybe it really had was like bare bones and like was not on the right path. We've seen people have wanted a Titanfall revitalization for so long. And it yeah. hasn't, I'm sure people are trying to make that work, you know, but it could be a Halo situation where they release it and everybody's excited for a new Halo and it poo-pooed. They want to make sure it's yeah, a good game. I feel game. like you gotta have, I feel like you got, where is Muhammad Al Alavi now? I don't know. Um, because I feel like for that kind of game, you need the original team. Like you really need that same creative but it was Mine. a different creative that did Apex. And I know Apex is different. It's a battle royale and stuff. But it's been popular for so long. It is like people still love Apex. The movement, the gunplay. Yeah, it's just different. It's it's different. Like it's a different experience entirely. Yeah. it's It feels odd that it's in the Titanfall universe. It doesn't really feel connected other than people say it's connected. It plays the same. And it plays yeah. similar. 
Um, um, I think a Titanfall three though has a place still. I don't know if it's like I could see it coming back in like, like five it years. To. It can still have a place. It has a cult following. Even like yeah. It definitely has a cult following. Oh, this you know what's crazy is Alavi was a designer of No Russian from Modern Warfare 2. Wow. Talk about a hot <laughs> topic. That's a good clip right, right? there. Isn't no Russian. Oh. Isn't that insane? Can you believe that No Russian exists? Yeah. No, I can't. Like one day in our future oppressive like life. Where the, you know, it's like we're in a futuristic movie where the government oppresses us, like, and we have to like sleep in like boxes around the world, like, you know, mealtime, like, and the whole thing. That'll be like, what? Uh, yeah, exactly. That copy of the game of modern, was it Modern Warfare 2? Yeah, Modern Warfare 2 with no Russian yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be like black market gold because it's like contraband <laughs> material. It's actually like, Copies of that game yeah. are the black market currency. It, you buy everything with copies of Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. With no Russian on it. Exactly. And if you can bundle that with a with a 360 console, I mean, you might as well be. You might Those as bucks. You, yeah. You could own it. Might as well just retire. Exactly. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Um anyways, I still think Titanfall 3 has a place. And it sucks. I do too. I still feel like it'll still happen one way or another because there's demand for it. Yeah, people will play. When Timefall Two went on sale last on Steam, it like was at the top of the top seller charts. Yeah, it sold so many copies. Oh yeah, I want to see if I can find Timefall Two sales. I have a guess. I have a guess. Yeah, my guess here is that even though EA cancels this game, I think they're saying cancels. I think it's shelved. I don't think they have a team for this right now. Fifty people to work on this for right. a while doesn't really seem right that seems developmental and not actually uh i don't know that doesn't feel like they're creating a triple a game with 50 people even though it can happen uh, don't get me wrong there's teams that can pull that off and do that but i feel like if ea really wanted to double down and really take advantage of titanfall 3 they would have a huge team working on that i feel like this is a shelved mm -hmm. for now decision and we'll we'll revisit decision what do you find for titanfall 2 sales nothing okay I feel like a lot of people Not haven't played Titanfall, but the people that have love it. I didn't play it until it was yeah, free on Dick PS Riders. Plus. Which was way after. Titanfall mm -hmm. 2 released on PS4 and Xbox yeah. uh, One. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, And it's super cheap on Steam right now, even though. It always is. If you haven't played Titanfall yep. 2, play it. I There's no excuse. Platinum. I want to go for the platinum run in that game. Got to play it on the hardest difficulty. Feels really good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. PlayStation Plus essential games for the month of February have dropped, and it's a great month in my opinion. It's a fantastic month. You you put that in the group chat, and I said, "Really? That it's a good month?" Yeah. Dude, let me tell you right now. We have Mafia: The Definitive Edition, which is the remake of Mafia, which I bought and which played, was fine, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Okay. I think the motion capture is fantastic. The story's okay. The driving's bad. And the gunplay's fine. But overall, super enjoyable experience. Liked it a lot. Solid seven. Solid seven. Okay. Also, there's an audio bug in that game when I played it. 
that when you hopped in a certain car and the door shut, the door would keep shutting and you'd go, and then it wouldn't stop. And I was streaming it and everybody left the stream. Everybody left. Nobody was, because it was so annoying. And I was like trying to, it was horrible. It was so sad. Great game. That's uh, so funny. Evil Dead, the game, which I am excited to play. That, I actually heard it's good. And it has a single player mode too. And yeah, I don't really good. F with the Dead by Daylight type gameplay. I think it's boring and repetitive uh even with the right group of people i haven't had a great time with it but i'm excited for the single player and the co-op missions that you can do with this also and that sounds fun to me do you skip ollie ollie world no i was just going i was just i was drumming up i was drumming up to ollie ollie oh i see you you take ollie ollie world i know nothing about ollie ollie world do you know anything about ollie ollie world one of the best indies of last year one that's really oh yeah people love people love all the holy World. shit i can't wait it's i see ads for it all the time and it looks fun that studio put out all the world and roller drum in the same year oh shit they popped Good off for them yeah so i'm very holy excited fuck. to get into this too this is one of those ones that dropped wow. that people like really liked and i hovered over the buy button for two weeks until the buzz went down and look at us now playstation plus baby you know what i'm gonna mention this real quick yeah uh, but on PlayStation, there's a Critics' Choice sale going on right now. How's it looking? Bangers. Is Sekiro on there? Hades is $15. Sekiro is on there. Is it $30 still? I can't tell because I already bought it. That game only goes from $60 to $30 and then back up to $60. You let me know what it is, Finn, because I can't see it. Okay. I'll find it. I'll find it. Um, yep. Tell me this last one, Vin. This, this last is the one? one you're most excited for. I'm extremely excited about this. Okay. Because we'll get into this when I'm in the Witcher playing section. But Destiny 2 Beyond Light is the third major expansion for Destiny 2. And it's free. And that is the one with the stasis subclass as well. So now you have access to the stasis subclass. Um, it's a long campaign. One of the best campaigns of Destiny, I would say. Right behind Witch Queen, which I thought is number one. Um, and it's tons of content. And it's perfect time because it gets you ready for lightfall at the end of february which i am now purchasing i'm going to buy it it's the decisions made i'm going to spend 50 dollars on another destiny expansion this will mean i've spent over 450 dollars on destiny in my lifetime destiny spending that's insane that is ridiculous that's the price of a playstation 5 digital yeah yeah i also have more hours on that game on destiny and destiny 2 than any other game ever so I have I, more hours on Destiny 1 than any other game. I have like 1,200 hours on Destiny 1. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Insane. It's, here's, here's, it's crazy. Every time, like I've been wanting to get sucked into a big like MMO style game. Like I really want something that I could just go back to that I know is going to be there that I could play at my own pace, but it's like always has people playing, I guess. Sure. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe I'll try Final Fantasy 14. Maybe I'll try uh like oh elder scrolls online let me let me give this a shot like just something you know Ah. but i was like no i'm financially invested in destiny already and there's so much in destiny that i haven't done so let's get that baby rolling again and that's what i did this week james i played a lot of destiny too this week okay um i'm gonna list off some of these other deals just because they're fucking crazy the need for speed palace edition which is like their 80 dollars version is down to 40 Horizon Forbidden West is down to $30. Sorry. $30 for the PS4 version, $40 for the PS5 version. 
but it has a free upgrade, so that makes no sense. Oh, no, it doesn't. It has a $10 upgrade. JK. Uh, Sekro is $30. Of course. Um, Resident Evil Village is $20. Hey, um, everybody get Need for Speed so you can play the online with me. I need some race. I'm I'm really thinking about it, Vin. It's fine. I've, I've been hovering over that buy button for a while. It's but really th- those are the two notable things. Neon White's also on sale. Final Fantasy VII. How much sale. is Neon White's on sale for? Twenty dollars. It's five dollars off. Um, and Hades is fifteen dollars. I know. I'm thinking about Neon White so much. James, I want to battle you for time, like for on those things. I will buy if you buy. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it. Okay. Fuck. Diablo Two Resurrected is thirteen dollars. I bought that on Switch for eight dollars. And yeah. it's a painfully slow start for me in Diablo 2 Resurrected. Damn. Painfully okay. slow. Those are the only those are the only games that I will list right now. Um Hot Wheels Unleashed is twelve dollars, which is insane. Free on PlayStation Plus too, if you already have that one. Oh, the PlayStation Plus okay. collection's going away, by the way. Uh the PS5 oh, collection. Yeah, so get your just claim them. Your, uh, yeah, claim them. Also, let me clarify. This is the PlayStation Plus collection. If you buy a PS5 and you have PlayStation Plus, you have access to like 20 games that they give you, including Final Fantasy 15, Days Gone, Bloodborne, just some other hits. They just they they put some hits on there to get you started and get you going. If PlayStation 5 is your first console and you missed some of the best of the generation last um, console, I don't know why Days Gone yep. is in there. Not one of the best of last generation, but it's in there. <laughs> uh, so just claim them because you'll still have access to them. But that goes away in May. I think it's less big of a deal than people. Like I saw yesterday. I don't know. I saw some people like thinking that it was the PlayStation Plus like subscription going away. And I was like, no, 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 no. Just the 20 games. So, yeah. Yep. What I've been playing this week, Vin, is literally I jumped into God of War this morning for like hour, hour and a half. Yep. And I played up to, I don't know how to describe in a non-spoilery way um, i think it's been out long I'm enough 10 hours in say. okay i'm on the second at second time you play as atreus in jotunheim yeah and i'm like probably i'm feel like i'm on the tail end of that story beat yeah um you said you're about 10 hours in 10 and a half i think okay um it's gonna start picking up story-wise even more okay which is cool I feel like just tension has been building for like the past yeah, two, three hours. It gives you some nut rot. There's some major nut rot happening in the story right now. Yeah, because right before Atreus goes into this dream, he has an argument with Kratos. Yeah. They have that so there's fight. that tension there. And then he learns the fate from What's-Her-Face. And then... The fate from What's-Her-Face? Faye? Not Faye. Mm-mm. Uh, Freya. Who are you talking about? No, I'm not Freya. Who are you talking Girl about? Girl in the dream. Girl in the dream. I don't know. Girl in the dream. Anger what do you Boda? Mean? Anger Boda. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Anger Boda's great. Anger Boda's awesome. Yeah, I she's a great her. character. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's else? It. That's all I've been playing, dog. Uh, maybe hopped into like Fortnite once just to see great. what's going on. Sure. I keep tabs on that game just to see what's up. Yeah. Redownloaded Splitgate with, to play with the boys. Play a little Interesting. Fall Guys probably. Oh, you did the Gambit, if, bro. You did the Gambit this week. He, see, I don't remember though. It could be last week, like the week before Blurs last. together. Blurs together. It just really blurs together at this point. I'm yeah. so busy all the time. 
Um, that's that. Yeah, so I've been playing Destiny with uh, Enzo, my brother. We've been going for uh, this seasonal exotic that's apparently really good before it's over. And so that's really all I'm working towards. I don't really care about maxing out light level or anything, so it's more fun. Just like have a focused goal and not be like grinding in the game. They have like... It's cool because in these exotic missions, they have... um, they're like new missions built out. They're not replaying old stuff. So it's all new content for me with these like crazy puzzles that like we're trying to figure out. And that's been like fun that I'm not playing a strike okay. for the 15,000th time. Um, yep. So that's that's huge. That's been exciting for me. That's what kills it for me. The minute I have to repeat strike totally. yeah. missions, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah, these new ones are super sick. And then I also... Cool. Uh, jumped into Battlefield 2042 again yesterday because the class that is crazy. The class system dropped. They changed everything so that it's back to OG classes in it, um, and the game is completely different. the The way people play it is different, and they we reworked five of the maps to better suit the class system. And I'm having a great time with it. Who would have thought, James? Who would have thought? They also added. I would have thought, dude. You're the most. You're the Destiny Dick Rider of the group. No, not Destiny. This is Battlefield. This is Battlefield 2042. Oh shit, you're right. I forgot that we switched. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it completely changes it, dude. It's great. Uh, I'm having a good time with it. Excited to play more of it, and it feels right. sandboxy like Battlefield used to be, and which is the thing that draws me to Battlefield. So it's cool. Yeah. Cool. That's that. Cool. Cool. Is there a player base? Are people playing it? Yeah, I've had no no. Problems with the queue times. What's the longest you've had to wait for a game? 20 seconds. 15 seconds. Holy fuck, really? Yeah, it might just be because there's a new update. They added like 20 more guns in there. Portal, they boosted up. Holy shit. No, it's it's giant. They added more maps from Battlefield 3, fuck? Battlefield uh, 19, blah, blah, whatever it is. Bad Company 2, they added more maps from. Really? The Portal game modes are so How much, much fun. How much is this game? I don't know. How much is this? I don't know. I mean, we're gonna I, figure this out. I remember when James and I were living in a dorm room together, and there was one night when Battlefield awesome. launched, and James was like, ah, "I'm not gonna buy. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good." And I—that was the last time I pre-ordered a game, but I pre-ordered it, and it wasn't good. And James was like, "Yeah, I was right." And I was like, "You were. You were correct." I have a, I have a good sense for this. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I have a good gut feeling for whether a game's gonna be good or not yep sometimes it's wrong sure sometimes it's wrong you got it you got to be wrong sometimes it's just how it goes i feel like seven or eight out of ten times i'm right what's what's your verdict on atomic hearts on what atomic hearts i think atomic hearts is gonna be i think it's gonna be a seven and i think it's gonna go under the radar and i think it's gonna have a really like unique cold cult following i don't sweet. think it's gonna get big it's gonna be like yeah. prey from 2016. Mm-hmm. How much is Battlefield 2042? Pray from 2016. Or pray from 2015? You know what huh? I'm talking about? No. You know what I'm talking about. What the fuck? The game that never came out? No, it was out. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that they redid Pray. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like Pray. Okay. Where it has a fan it's, base, I'm but thinking... it's not huge. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, I think it's going to be even lower of a fan base than Prey because at least Prey is coming from Bethesda or uh, Arcane. It has or name recognition studios. a little bit. 
that's exactly it. it has name recognition it's a franchise it has prior releases i think it's going to be more of an indie crowd yeah i'm thinking more like metro like metro exodus Ooh, that's yeah that's even deeper cut yep that's what i'm thinking interesting very interesting. But even deeper than that, because Metro is an already all, is an ongoing franchise. Yeah. So, hmm. I think it's going to be Very regarded to the same level, like critical acclaim as Metro Exodus. Yeah. Um, like very specific crowd, and they enjoy it. Right. Nothing groundbreaking, but yeah. they enjoy it, and that's going to be it. And people who like those games like will like that. Not a bad, not a bad thing. Yep. How much did you find Battlefield for? didn't find it dude it's i did um through gamestop you can get it for like 15 bucks but on the playstation store it's still rocking at 70 oh yeah no i would be I, if you could find that game for 15 and under worth it Ryder got it for 10 dollars yeah. on amazon he got the ps5 version so uh Oof. he's been playing it was great is that the most recent battlefield game do they not come out with one after they're that? skipping this year to focus on making battlefield 2042 good which is cool that is great i like to hear that a lot yeah they have a content roadmap out with a lot of stuff. Um, oh shit! Good for them. Yeah, I'm glad they committed because they could have very easily uh, just said bye bye. But I feel like this class is it a free update, upgrade upgrade from PlayStation for the PlayStation Five. Uh, yeah. The only people that are charging for upgrades is Sony for those uh, for those upgrades. Nobody else is charging for those. Are you sure? No. <laughs> mm. I'm not sure. I'll figure it out after the show. Yeah. $10 is great, though. You get a lot of playtime out of $10 for that game. Yeah, I mean, the PlayStation 4 version is $15 on Amazon right now. It's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. All right, guys. That was episode 147 of Checkpoint. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. James, any final words? Uh, thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a comment. Any interaction with us helps us a lot. Everyone, what's next week? We'll see you next week on the 9th. Yes, correct. All right, make those Valentine's Day reservations if you haven't already. I have not. So thank you for the reminder. Yeesh. Yeesh is correct. But I'm not in New York City. The population is much lower over here in Azusa, California. So I think the restaurants should be a little more, you know. I think I think I'll be okay. You're going to dinner in Azusa? No, I'm not going to dinner in Azusa. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You thought, bro. All right. I'll see you next time, everybody. Bye bye.